The AL Central isn't the best division, but it is a tight one, especially between two rivals. We break down the Twins and White Sox on this episode, just a couple of the teams who might vie for first place. Let's go! Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host Luke Manafeld. I've got the boys with me, Robert Stangler and Nick Budig on the mics. We're talking some Twins-White Sox rivalry today. It's been a long time since that's been a rivalry, but it looks like this season might be the start of something new. The White Sox might not be at the top of the division, but in our minds we think that they might be the 1-2 punch in the AL Central. Uh, with the Indians in the mix, too. But we're going to break it all down on today's episode. Before we get into that, let's introduce the guys. Robert, how's it going, man? Doing well. As you guys can tell, I finally got my KBO swag. I'm finally rocking the Changmo Koo jersey. I'm pretty excited about it. And obviously, I'm very excited to talk about my White Sox. It's time they get some recognition. It's time to put them in the spotlight. Yep. And if for people who aren't seen on uh, our video chat here, he's got the blue NC Dinos jersey with all the patches and everything it's nice they can't hear they're listening to us man ah, i can't I see. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah, puffed his logo out like yeah, <laughs> hey maybe it'll be part of the segment i don't know maybe uh, but yeah so robert just tried to show you a jersey that you can't see that's so right just picture it in your mind yeah nick how's it going it's going good i am rocking my my rocky shirt not my kbo jersey don't have that but twins hat but Twins hat season is is it's it's getting back to normal. Buxton got hurt today. We'll get later in that, but uh, everything's getting back to normal here. So I'm excited. Classic Minnesota. Um, I got my KBO jersey on too. So Kiwoo, I'm pu- pu- puffing the logo out. So all you Ooh. podcast listeners, look at my jersey. Listen, good one, yep. Luke. Good one. Nope, they gotta see it. Hopefully, yeah, <laughs> I got you on that one. But like I said, White Sox, Twins, uh, for us, it's a big rivalry. Maybe like the national spotlight, people aren't seeing the White Sox as the team they might become. But if you've listened to us over the past three months, Robert's a big fan of this 2020 White Sox team. And so, well, we got a week and a half for the season. Our prediction show isn't quite ready. We'll be doing that next week. So why don't we break down the the bitter rivalry here, I guess, on this show, uh, on just a, a free-flowing conversation episode. Uh, hopefully have some heated debates i want to hear robert yell uh don't swear though we're not an explicit podcast so keep it keep it toned down that's correct controlled aggression is what i like to call it um hopefully this is a good one it might be shorter might be longer we'll see how it goes uh but before we get into all of that just want to remind you we're on apple podcast stitcher google play music wherever you get your podcasts you can find us we'd really appreciate it if you subscribed like i said season preview our favorite episode comes out next week um, barring any uh, suspensions of play or anything because of COVID-19. We're going to have a special guest, so make sure you are subscribing to our feed so you don't miss that when that drops next week. You can uh, send your questions and comments to the show uh, at our email, thesitchespodcast at gmail.com. That's thesitchespodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Just search at stitchespod. All right, before we get into this again, we got one more thing to do. we got the name game. Name game. I throw out a baseball player. The panel has to guess if it's indeed a baseball player or not. I feel like we've been 50-50 since Noah left the show, so I want to see if someone can pick this up and run with it here in July. Today's game name game is Auto Light. Auto Light. Team. He's a pitcher. 
for the Atlanta Braves? No. Robert says no on Auto Light. That was really quick. Probably your quickest one yet. Nick? Mm. I'm going to go with no. Not real. All right, we got two no's. Could this be the start of a win streak for these boys? We'll find out at the end of the show. Hold you in suspense. Okay. I'm going to go over it one more time. White Sox twins, maybe not the national conversation in the AL Central, but for us on this podcast, it's been the biggest uh, topic of conversation because we're all from Minnesota. Robert kind of expands his mind beyond Minnesota teams and uh, his Diamondbacks. He likes to look at other teams, and he found the White Sox, kind of the sleeping giants perhaps this year in the AL Central. They've made a lot of moves, and uh, they might be uh, making a charge at the twins at the top of the division. So today we're going to dedicate a whole episode to this uh, maybe renewed rivalry between two classic rivals back in the day, and uh, we're just going to break it down. So Robert, I want I want to lead it with you because obviously you're coming from the White Sox perspective on this. Just take me through what what has you encouraged or confident about the White Sox? Obviously they made some big moves in the off season. Yeah, I mean, it's the lineup. You look at one through eight, I think a lot of those guys, I could have made the argument last year. It's the same argument this year with uh, the Twins and the White Sox. So with 19, 2019, the Twins hit a lot of home runs. I can make the argument now that the White Sox will hit a lot of home runs in 2020. I think they have eight potential guys. If it was a 162-game season, they could hit 20 home runs or more. The same argument I had last year with the Twins. However, it is now 60 games, so there will not be 20 home run seasons by any of these guys. But the potential there is definitely going to happen, and I could really see myself saying that I'm excited to see the White Sox hit home runs again because it has been a while since the White Sox have hit so many home runs with Canerco, Jermaine Dye. I mean, you got to go back to like 05, 06. Those are the guys that I well-respected in the White Sox franchise. So I'm really excited to see that. And, of course, the bullpen additions, they finally are trying to flow in the young guys and some veterans. So we'll see how this all pans out, but I'm excited because – there is finally hope in Chicago, and it's via the long ball. Robert, how did you become a White Sox fan again? So my first ever game, uh, actual major league game, was Twins and White Sox, and it was about the eighth inning, and Jermaine Dye hit a double. And for some reason, I, I wasn't a Twins fan, just wasn't really getting connected with them. And then all of a sudden, Canerco gets up, and he hits a home run. And I looked at my dad, and I'm like, these guys are really awesome. And my dad kind of just, you know, shook his head. And I just fell in love with them ever since. Just never been a Twins fan. I went to the stadium. I went to the Metrodome back then. Thought it was a great time. But ended up being a White Sox fan, Luke. Of course, that was during, like, the height of the Twins-White Sox hatred. Yeah, Ozzie Gian was the manager. It was a really good time. Yeah, A.J. Przinski obviously flipped Twins teams in there and was hated by Minnesota Twins fans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I totally. You like a lot of different teams. You're you like uh, just depending on the players and how they play. You you yeah. like a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. I think just to kind of get this conversation started off, that I think the most intriguing player in this White Sox lineup has to be Luis Robert, the young gun top prospect, is now going to be playing the whole year on this White Sox roster, and obviously a five tool phenom. What do you think, how big of a difference do you think he makes in this lineup in terms, I mean, it's already got star power, but does he make that big of a difference even being as young as he is? I truly believe that this is probably the next cup and coming of Byron Buxton, if he can stay healthy, obviously, Uh especially with more power, 
I know this, the defense is not as good as Buxton, but I see that in speed, he's got legit power. This guy has probably some of the best raw power the other way. I'm, I'm curious to see if he can actually hit a ball super far. Pull side, too, I'm sure he can. Have not seen it yet. It's been mostly away. But I tell you what, this guy has a lot of tools to be a very talented player. And I got to say, having him in the eighth spot does not justify him. I think right now that's going to be where he is. But when he starts heating up and he starts raking, I could see him in the leadoff spot. And then you put Tim Anderson second, and it just all flows down from there. I just think that's too good of a power bat and even possibly an eye to have at that eighth spot. Makes it deeper, but I feel like he could be a legit threat leadoff. I think they, roster resource has him hitting second right okay. now, so maybe he'll hit second. But roster resource isn't like the end all. Be yeah, I, I saw uh, eighth. So, I've seen eighth. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, nice I get that. Have. I'm just yep. so you said something about the 20 home run thing all up and down their lineup. Yeah. Yep. I I just don't mm-hmm. see eight hitters on this lineup that can that will hit 20 home runs. I could see okay. six or seven. Okay. No more which Mazzara. Guy, guy I don't do know. If, I don't even know if Mazzara is a sure bet for twenty home runs anymore. He's only gotten slightly worse every year since his like age twenty season. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I know I you you that. like him a lot. I, could see that. I just think that his prospect pedigree is worn off. Danny Med- yep. Mendick is and whoever uh, who's their top prospect that's going to take over for him. That'd Nick Madrigal. But he's not a home run hitter. Those guys aren't no. going to start. No, those but are Ma- your Loria Garcia. Right now, it looks like Garcia is going to start over both of them at second base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he's not he's not hitting. They're not going to hit twenty home runs. Not in the hundred sixty two season, no. And so I don't know if their lineup is as deep of a power lineup as the Twins lineup, but I could see it being a solid lineup. I just I just don't see it being as good. Well, you wouldn't you would say that you don't think Tim Anderson could hit twenty home runs probably. No, I probably see like I don't. I could see that more than he hits three hundred again. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I could see that too. Well, you got Mancada. He could hit twenty home runs in the hundred sixty two season, right? Then you've got yeah, Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah, yeah right? easily. Uh, Eloy Jimenez. Easily. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're going to say and Grandal, yes. That's fair. Okay, Grandal, yes. But that's, I think, okay. where it kind of ends. Yeah, I, I okay. agree. Hmm. Like, Anderson's a, a 50-50 guy for me. Yeah, if, I could see that. Mm-hmm. You don't think Luis Robert could hit 20 home runs? I think it'd be a stretch. I don't, I don't think it's in his first season. And we're doing 20 home runs mm-hmm. pro-rated, so... Yeah, or a sixty course, game stretch. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, think, I don't want to project sixty yeah. games and say seven home runs. So that'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like twenty home run season, one hundred sixty two games would be like nine home runs, and all yeah. would be less than that. It'd be yeah. like seven, probably home like runs. seven, yeah, six, yeah. seven, yeah, yeah, something like that. So I don't know, Luis Roberts kind of, a sh- I, I have concerns about the strikeout rate, mm-hmm. and so I feel like mm-hmm. he's gonna get exposed after a while. Yeah. He might have like a, an explosive week a uh, few weeks kind of like trevor story did but then trevor story's kind of mm-hmm. trevor story's caught up but after that first month he was exposed big time he's striking out a yeah. lot yeah and i have true. a kind of a similar concern because robert had a high strikeout rate in the minors yeah but had you rate. say it was going to be 162 game season i might agree with you but now that we have 60 games i feel like he's going to be a spark plug essentially mm, maybe we'll see or he could get think, maybe yeah. teams will have to find out we'll find out more uh they'll i don't know it's hard to say. Okay, so how would you compare the Twins lineup? Obviously, last year, 2019, they hit a lot of home runs. What's different with Donaldson? I mean, what? They don't need to change, though. And they, they added Donaldson. To, yeah. Okay. I think they just got they got better with Donaldson. Yeah. And I'm, I don't say the Twins can have eight guys that hit 20 home runs, but I feel like their lineup is a lot more balanced because... Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not saying that the White Sox lineup is uh, better. I'm just saying that it's definitely comparable is how I look at it. I mean, a lot of people have already compared their line, the White Sox lineup, to even almost the Yankees lineup, because the Twins really? are a little bit more deeper. Mm. But they're all with the power, yeah. 
pretty much the same. I mean, your LeMahieu is your Mankata if he can hit for average again. That's that's pretty much how I've seen a lot of comparisons on them as well. So I think it's a hybrid of the Yankees and the Twins with their lineup, but they're but they're not better than either of them. Does that make sense? The Twins have, have like the Twins aren't all power. Like they have Luis Arias. Um, well, Buxton okay, just but got that's hurt. Tim but, Ander- but that's Tim Anderson. Too, no, Arias is not Tim Anderson. Uh, Arias is much better than Anderson. He's gonna Arias is a sure bet for three hundred. Arias is a four hundred on base percentage. Yeah. Anderson's on base percentage is 100 points lower than Arias. It's a completely okay. different player. Okay. Arias might be the best leadoff player bats. in the game at first. In, in 92 games last year, Arias got on base at least twice, 44 times. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, Anderson just doesn't get on base. He just always makes contact. Yeah. Um, he doesn't strike he out a lot, a lot either. Of hits. Yeah, but he, a lot yeah, of hits. he just puts the ball in play a lot. Yep. But that's just how he is. But I, so they have, like, they have Arias. And then we all, I shouldn't say... Buxton because he just got hurt, but like mm-hmm. uh, Polanco, like these aren't these are guys that aren't solid home run hitters, but they balance out a lineup. Whereas you look yeah. at the White Sox, I feel like it's a lot of power and not a lot it of is. balance. No, they're not getting the problem. The, my biggest issue with them is getting on base, of course. Like you're yeah. not having your Nelson Cruz's, your Donaldson's who are getting on base. Abreu well, is an Donaldson amazing has a good situ- on base percentage. I said that. I said he's as good. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying we don't have that, right? Yeah. So we have to basically find ways Sox. to steal bases. I think we're gonna have to steal more bases than the Twins. We're gonna have to get in the scoring position. Like I mean, everyone's Anderson. gonna steal more bases. Than the well, twins. I mean, like Anderson, Mankata are gonna have to steal bases, right? Robert, so they can yeah. get in the scoring position. Well, Robert's more down on the lineup, depending on how this looks. But if they get in the scoring position, then you have Jose Abreu, Grandal, who are gonna have to drive men. They're gonna have to get hits. I'll take Donaldson and Cruz. Yeah, I would too. Personally, I'm, I'm not disagreeing mm-hmm. with you on that. So you would say the Twins have a better lineup? Yeah, absolutely. But I just think that people are very overshadowing the lineup of the White Sox. And I can understand the on-base percentage for sure. But then when you look at if these guys can get in the scoring position, which I've just said, they're going to score a lot of runs. They're going to score, you know, five, seven runs a game against really bad teams. It's very I mean, Abreu led the league in RBIs last year, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, but that but also is because Don't get Anderson, us started on RBIs. But it's also because Anderson but, got into scoring position as well. I know. I'm, but I'm, I'm, agreeing, I'm agreeing with Roberts with – the run well, he's just I a mean, good Abreu's situational hitter. Runs. Yeah, he's one of the best in the game in situational hitting. I mean, they had Grandal and, and Canasio. We'll, we'll save that argument for another time. But I think <laughs> Tim Anderson obviously outperformed, so I don't think he's he going to get in that. Yeah. I don't think he's hitting 330. I think I his agree. average is going to drop under 300. I think mm-hmm. 290 is fine. That's yeah. still really good. But that's a 40-point drop we're talking about. Well, and for a guy who doesn't walk, his on-brace trend is usually 20 points above his average. Mm-hmm. That's a huge dip, 40 points. Right, but he's not going back to his norm of 270, which is what most analytical people are saying, which I highly disagree. No, I think he, he did something right, but I mm-hmm, just think 40-point yeah. drop, you're not going to see the same type of run production just because of that. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably like, not. You, you take 40 percentage points off that, you extrapolate that over a season like how many less opportunities is that for but Jose he's also, for you? but he's also not getting on base so it doesn't really but I'm saying, that's what I'm really saying like if he's much. not hitting he's not getting right. on base no and that doesn't really change a lot whereas Moncada is going to be the guy yeah. who's going to be better than he was last year because he's got more experience he's going to be much better even in a 60 game season I think he plays better with 60 yeah. games versus his 60 games of last year because he just yeah, knows the game I, better I like Mankata. I think he is really on the upward yeah. swing. But Mankata's got his own strikeout issues too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But he's kind of cut it down. But last I think year, he's he's so. he definitely. I agree. He's definitely improved. I just I yeah. worry too much about Anderson's decline, and I think mm, it's yeah. inevitable. Like that's yeah. just not sustainable. What he did, and forty right. points for a guy I, who I mean, doesn't I'm, walk. I'm not disagreeing with you. Three thirty is unheard of. Okay, I'm not. I don't think that's for a guy who happen. doesn't. 
He's not patient on base. at all. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Doesn't no. He 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 looks at a first pitch and he rips it. And that might yeah. be maybe teams are starting to see that. Hey, first pitch mm-hmm. fastball. Maybe we shouldn't just throw one right down the middle because he's going to actually swing at it. That might be a thing. I don't know. I haven't really looked too much into the numbers like that. But that's the type of player Anderson is. Yeah. So yeah, I think we can put the lineup conversation to bed. So I think you agree that the lineup, the Twins lineup's better, but the White yes. Sox can get there. Yes. In some ways. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move on to the rotation because I think this is a, a part where I, I just don't agree at all with you okay. in terms of the White Sox rotation against the Twins rotation. Mm-hmm. I think the Twins rotation is much better on paper. Mm-hmm. I think the White Sox have some serious questions about the rotation, and I think I too many question marks for them to actually prove successful. Okay. Thoughts? Uh, well, I would say if you look at it a couple years ago with Jose Barrios, right? He came into the league. He was pretty good. And then he's trying to sustain his consistency, which he has done the last three years. I would argue that Dylan Cease, with his upside, could be a Jose Barrios. I could make that argument right now. His upside is extremely good. He also has a good curveball. I think that Dylan Cease is going to have to be one of the bigger arms outside of Lucas Giolito in order for this team to be successful this season. Because, obviously, the back end of the rotation is... It is. It's, it's iffy. You don't know what you're going to get. I think it helps having Grandal behind the dish as he's one of the best catchers in baseball. But I don't think that's going to guarantee that Gio Gonzalez comes back to somewhat of 2018 or that Ronaldo Lopez comes back to what he was in 2018. I just I don't know if that's a guarantee. I just think it really does help. But when you're looking at Giolito, Cease, because those are the one-two for me. I don't care if they put Keiko second. He's not a two-starter. Cease is our two-starter. Keiko might be the three-ish, whatever. But, but Keuchel and Gio Gonzalez are going to get innings, right? And that's what matters. If they can get at least, you know, five innings, maybe, you know, giving up three, four runs, that's fine, whatever. It's going to be on the White Sox pen to pick up the slack. The rotation is not deeper than the Twins. I totally agree with you there. Because now we don't have Kopech, as people don't, if they don't know, Kopech opted out. One of our biggest arms who could have been a starter, could have been a reliever. Don't really know. He's not playing this season. So that definitely hurts. But I don't think that means that I'm just going to give up on my socks. I just feel like the the rotation isn't as strong. But if you look at it when Grandal was with the Brewers last year, this is a Brewers rotation, but you're going to be asking a lot from the bullpen. Which we'll get to. Yep. But, Nick, mm-hmm. the twin side of the rotation, I think the actual delay of the season helped them in terms of getting Rich Hill back. Yeah, um, I think it helps out a lot. It helps it a lot, but just kind of take me through the rotation, the Twins rotation, because obviously, like Robert said, deeper than the White Sox, at least on paper. Yeah, I mean, and there's, I think there's so much more, cons- like Robert, like Robert said with Berrios. I mean, there's so much more consistency across the board for the Twins. I mean, you know what you're gonna get with with Berrios. I mean, even in the 60 game season, we've seen what he does at the start of every season. He just dominates, um, which is helpful for him. Order Rizzi, uh, Maeda, Bailey. All those guys are veterans to start the season. Hill, when he gets here, I mean, they're. I think that it's so helpful that they have veterans. They don't have so many what ifs. Um, they don't have young guys coming up. Maybe they'll perform. Maybe they won't perform. I think, and I think that's really the reason why the Twins have such a such a higher. Um, I have such a step on the, the White Sox. I mean, they don't have a lights out rotation, but they have a consistent rotation. They don't walk anyone. I think they're one of the best teams at limiting walks last year. And so I think just overall, they have a lot of these guys have playoff experience. A lot of these guys know what to do in a season. Um, obviously, the White Sox have Keuchel and Gonzalez. Both those guys have been in the playoffs. But I think overall, the Twins just they with the addition of Maeda, Hill, and Bailey. Um, I think they just added veteran leadership. They added consistency, and I think that's really gonna what 
is why they, they have such a leg up on the White Sox. Uh, an update on Byron Buxton. It looks like Rocco Baldelli, quote, initial once over on Byron Buxton didn't show anything seriously, which I think we can take as a cautiously optimistic sign. So that's, that's actually interesting because it seemed pretty bad. He was okay. carted off, which I guess I didn't really talk about. He was carted off True. today in the inner squad mm-hmm. game. And with an ankle injury, reporters said that he got his cleat stuck in the grass for a guy who's yeah. injured a lot. Just another tough break for him. So uh, we'll see how that goes. That's obviously going to be a huge dramatic effect on the Twins. I mean, not mm-hmm. as big as some other teams because the Twins have a lot of outfield depth. But uh, Byron Bucks in the defense, even just his defense, can't be replaced. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so I think the rotation discussion kind of leads itself into the bullpen. So here's where the White Sox, I feel like, if the rotation has question marks, their bullpen definitely has question marks. Mm-hmm. Because you look up and down on paper, the only guy who's, or I guess there's only like two guys who are, or three, um, three guys, but year, I will say like Alex Colomay is proven. Okay. Steve mm-hmm. Shisek's proven, but not really yep. to close a role. He's a good like middle reliever. Yep. And Kelvin Herrera is usually he's, good he's usually good yeah. but beyond that it's kind of sketchy in terms of mm-hmm. who you can rely on mm-hmm. and who who can uh who can put it up 2020 robert i know you're a fan of the aaron bummer um, yes guy what yeah. what's what's in his repertoire that kind of sticks out to you uh it's mostly the slider i mean a lefty slider it's always really hard to pick up and he was one of the best lefties last year in the american league as a reliever so i'm excited about him uh there was actually a data thing this, this season where they you know they they do numbers and they kind of simulate and they had Aaron Bummer as closer to start the year like the over outside, Alex Colomay was yeah that the baseball like reference that. thing it was yeah. something like that I don't know exactly which one it was I was watching the White Sox um uh sports cats today on Facebook and they were talking about it and they were laughing and I was like oh that's really weird because I wouldn't have expected that but the fact is that Bummer could be the setup man is huge and he was really good last year so I'm excited for him I think you could probably put him as a potential that he will be good. I don't think there's really a what if with him. I think he's going to be good. Period. With that. Very so. convincing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so all right, all right, all right. So, Jimmy Cordero has some of the nastiest stuff probably in this whole bullpen. And a lot of people, you might not even know who he is. He's a guy that rolls up his sleeves. He he throws a really good changeup. I think he might have a top 10 changeup in Major League Baseball out of a bullpen. It's disgusting. This guy's nasty. Throw him in there. And now the question marks come with the upside, right? So my biggest thing with this bullpen is can Birdie, can Rodon, and can Dunning all stay healthy and be in the pen? Are we going to baby them or are we going to win? That's what I want to know. These three guys are going to be a main factor of how well this bullpen gels. Now, I understand the veterans that we talked about, but we need these guys to step up. These are the core players that basically kind of like the Twins when they had Trevor May, all those guys coming up, the younger guys, these are the pieces that are going to have to step up in order for this team to beat the Minnesota Twins. I don't know if that is going to be realistic or not, but as of right now, I'm going to believe in it and think that they are going to stay healthy, especially in 60 games. Those are the guys. Hmm. They strike out a lot of batters. They have a lot of good stuff. We've seen it with Rodon. It's the only problem of can he stay healthy. Yeah, I just I know with those type of relievers, it's it's always sketchy. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. they either can just get destroyed, blown up, or just be lights out, and you right. never know what you're gonna get. And that's what scares me. 
but they're huge top prospects. They're first rounders. I mean, you got to believe in this in the success rate where at least one or two just absolutely boom. And it would have as been right nice now, to have. It would have been nice to have Michael Kopech in there because he would, probably would have yeah, been absolutely. in the bullpen. Yeah. Absolutely, it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. He could have been our Josh Hader as a righty, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. So wow. now you have to yeah. deal with what you have, and then like they have a lot of lefty options, and then they also have a project. They picked up Tehran Guerrero, who a lot of people like his fastball because he can throw ninety-eight to hundred, but the guy has no control. He does not belong in a bullpen for a team that could be leading the division. You don't have that. That's not. We're not working on things like that. That's not. You think Jace Fry belongs? In yes, the Jace, Jace Fry had one of the better caper nines in the bullpen. He has pretty good stuff. But again, he also had a it's also his command. High walk rate. Yes, yeah. his command is an issue. So we're gonna see how that all plays out. I just think when you compare the bullpens, the Twins might have definitely better consistency. But at one point, they had young guns too, and they had to work their way. I think it might be a little too soon for the Sox, but some of these guys have been in the league for about two years, and it's time that they step up. And I'm I'm really pointing at Rodon in this situation. He's been in the year, mm-hmm. been in the league for so long, but he's been hurt all the time. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to step up. And really, when it comes down to it, when it's all said and done, how the Sox are going to beat the Twins is going to be on management. When do you pull Keiko? When do you pull Lopez? Are you going to stick him out there just because he feels good? What are you seeing from his stuff? Ask Rondal what's going on. If he does, if this team does not get managed well by Rick Renteria, the Twins will destroy the Sox. I'm going to say it right now. I'm not saying the Sox are running away with this division at all. I think it could be within one or two games when it's all said and done. But I feel like if things are not going to click, it's going to be the manager not pulling the trigger when he really should. And that's one of my what? biggest pet peeves in Major League Baseball. What year is it for Renteria? I year? think it's his third year. Yeah, third year. I think so. Interesting. Yep. So he I knows think, the group of guys pretty well now. Yeah, because I was gonna because Baldelli got he got praised pretty hard for for his ability for some reason during the regular season the way he managed the bullpen and the pitching mm-hmm. staff. Obviously mm-hmm. during the postseason we saw that differently. Yep. Uh, so I think that's kind of is gonna be maybe hopefully shows again. Uh, but I was gonna bring up that the Twins, their top three. I wanted, I think their top three might be May, Duffy, and Rogers mm-hmm. uh, coming into the season. Because last year, they all had plus plus 10 K per nines, and they all had less. I May had the highest walk rate at, at 3.6 per nine. Okay. Um, but he got a lot I, better in the second half of the season. Yeah, he got yeah. – I, I mean, all, all of them did. Duffy got yeah, – I, I mean, like we talked about Duffy was probably one of the, they all just one kind of of the best relievers. Yeah. Um, and I, you could throw Romo in that conversation too because yeah, Romo he was really solid area. when he came over. So I, I I still think the the twins like I I agree with what you said I think the obviously the twins May was young when he came up and he struggled mm-hmm. Duffy was a starter that failed and then he went into the bullpen it took a while um, obviously these guys they didn't come up as elite bullpen arms and no, I think they that's, were, they that, were that is a good argument like yeah, for the right. for the White Sox but yeah. I do think I I do think they are a year or two away um, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if Renteria is the manager for that I haven't heard much I know Baldelli yeah. is considered to be I mean we know we always see player managers come up and they flame out all of a sudden but uh it'll be interesting to see what Rentria does um i don't know what what style he does obviously we no, don't know I, I mean, I, is very analytical yeah um, right. and so it'd be interesting to see i do like you said i there i think there are a year away from being a better bullpen i do like the mm-hmm. arms like i really like bomber i like fry um i like what the pieces they have but mm-hmm. maybe maybe just not yet but I just feel like in 60 I, – I mean, I could see your argument when we first talked about this with a 162 season, but now we got 60 games. I feel like they're going to be throwing their best stuff, and they're going to throw it out there. Now, 
had we, like I said, had we talked about it earlier in the season, you have a better argument for sure. I might agree with you a little bit more, but now even without Kopech, I still think this pen is nasty. Couple and people are sleeping on it. Couple things. I'm looking at Trevor May's splits, and his K per nine after in July on is amazing. 15 K per nine in July. Yeah. 12.8 in August, and then 10.7 in September and October. He just like turned on another gear. And he only allowed, let's see, four runs in 25 innings in the last two months of the season. So yeah, he was. He was. I'm actually really excited to see if he can kind of put it together because obviously huge lauded prospect back in the day. Yeah. And he threw a lot harder out of the pen than he did in the rotation. So I'm excited for that. Second thing, don't forget about Tyler Clippard, who they brought over in the mm-hmm. off season. He is going to play the role of like a reverse specialist because obviously he's a righty, but he has changeup neutralizes lefties really well. Yep, and so he like actually could be a lefty yep. specialist from the right side, which yep. is going to be really important. You need guys like that who can kind of get both. Well, I guess he's not very good against righties. He's got reverse splits, but I think he's going to be a key piece too, and he's pretty solid in those situational matchups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping but, Chad Cordero could be the Clippard for the Sox. I mean, yeah. they need I think something. for me, when I look at this team on paper, and we'll get more into our prediction episode, but since we're talking about it now, it comes down to experience. The Twins mm-hmm. have been there, done that last year, you know, winning 100-plus games. The White Sox have not been there, done that. They have too many young question marks. Mm-hmm. They brought in a lot of new players, and that's why I think when we talked about this just briefly in December, I think it was, I said I still think the White Sox are a year out. I don't think they're mm-hmm. competing for the division this year. I think they might even finish third behind the Indians. I just think they need to kind of get a season under their belts. This is a very weird season, so I think that might throw things in a loop a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think they're a year out. But I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for, for years to come, mm-hmm. just not this year. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, that's, yeah. that's 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 a statement I'd expect from a Twins fan. Yeah. <laughs> Cardinals fan first. But, yeah, yeah, I know. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, we'll get to Cardinals in our prediction podcast. <laughs> Well, I just feel like a lot has to click. I mean, yeah, I totally it's, that's, get what you're saying. Really yeah. mm-hmm. For me, it's really the biggest The biggest issue is the starters. I mean, when are you pulling Keiko? When are you pulling Gio Gonzalez? They're not going deep. As much as they're veterans and they're solid, they can't go deep. So the bullpen's going to be very relied on. And that's kind of the 05 White Sox as well. That's just the way it is. Yep. They love bullpens, yep. especially young guys like Bobby Jenks. This is what they do. Bobby Jenks, what a name. Yep. 24 years old, closer for the Sox. Yep, then his career flamed out because they used it so much. Yep, exactly. Um, So I hope we broke down this matchup. I think it's going to be a good one. Opening day, they're playing each other, so we'll get kind of a gauge right away, see who's who's coming out of the gates hot. That's next (laughs) Friday already. Opening day is next Friday. Wow, that's nuts. I know, can't believe it. Get ready. Can't believe it. This is going to be a fun matchup to watch. I know for us it is. This is kind of a fun episode for us just because, like I said, it's been kind of the rivalry between us. So make sure you're watching out for it. Um, we'll have our season prediction episode next week, so we're going to break down a lot more than just this, and it'll probably be about an hour long, so just make sure to tune in that. We'll have a special guest as well. All right, let's do the name game and then wrap things up. Name game today I gave was Otto Light. Otto Light. They were both right. Not a player. Completely yeah, made up. Yeah, let's go, Nick. Yeah. Let's go. There's a, there's a Pat Light, right? He played for the... The Pat Light was a yeah. pitcher. He's I was going to say, yeah, that sounds familiar. He's like yeah. a top prospect. Yeah. He threw like 100. Uh, yeah. The Twins yeah, trade for him. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there you go. You guys yeah. got it. So maybe this is the start of a role for you guys. Well, maybe. You guys could, like, collude against I'll me. Stay humble. <laughs> stay humble. All right. Make sure you're subscribing to those platforms. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music. More episodes on the way in the coming weeks. And uh, rate, subscribe, uh, rate, and leave comments. We'd really appreciate it if you uh, helped out the podcast. Follow us on social media, at Pod. We're on Facebook and Twitter. 
Send your questions and comments to Podcast at gmail.com. All right, we'll uh, talk to you next week for our very special episode. Until then, take care.